Hello, listeners, and welcome to the ClusterCast, a filterless podcast on family travel. I am your co-host, Scott Lyons. And I'm Anna Lyons, and this is our 10th episode. Yep, we started this back in August, and here we are in January, so six months of recording. Yeah, it's been a good six months. We have really enjoyed producing the podcast, and we wanted to take a moment to thank our listeners for all of their support. Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't for you guys messaging us, encouraging us, we would really have just let this go. So thank you very much. Yes, we feel very lucky to have such a fabulous set of listeners who always make us laugh and encourage us. It would be pretty depressing to be sending these episodes out into the void. So thank you. So 10 episodes seems like as good as time as any to talk about money and travel. (laughs) The strange or perhaps not so strange bedfellows (laughs) of family travel. The thing nobody wants to talk about. Dollar dollar bills, (laughs) y'all. Cash money millionaires. Millionaires. So did you guys watch the Doc Vader video? Probably not because we were supposed to release this episode in December, two weeks after episode nine, but then you got sick and then left the hemisphere. Mm -hmm. So lots of time has passed. We had to cancel. So we didn't have time to remind anybody. So I doubt that anyone went and watched it. Well, if you need to go back and watch it, you can push pause on this podcast now. Pause. Or we can just wait. We'll no, it doesn't a, work that way. give you a moment? <laughs> we'll give you 10 seconds, like Mr. Rogers. Anyway, so before we start this episode, we want to give a disclaimer. So we're talking about money, and we want to say that we are not giving financial advice. Yeah, we're not financial experts. Nor do we have any savvy beyond our ability to read and do basic math. So this podcast is just for fun and entertainment purposes only. Right. So if if you are planning to make financial decisions or have questions, please seek out the advice of a professionally trained financial advisor or CPA. We are just sharing some details about our lives and spending habits. Okay. So so we got that out of the way. Done. Moving on. Moving on. So here we go. Let's get it started. So something that really annoys me when talking about travel is when people say this phrase, travel isn't as expensive as you think it is. (laughs) So do these people know of a dark web hopper that gives you free flights? Yeah. Because last I I checked, you got to spend money for travel and lots of it. Lots of it. Yeah, I don't know. Dark web hopper or dark web sky scanner or (laughs) I don't know what are the other ones that people use. Whatever. So I hate that comment. It is such a smug butt buzzkill comment and it just shuts down any honest questions or transparency that I find incredibly, incredibly. So you're trying not to curse here, aren't you? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Give me a minute. Disingenuous. There There. you go. How about that? Good catch. Disingenuous. (laughs) When people shut down comments about money and travel. There it is. And being smug and disingenuous is okay for reality tv stars but sure come on get off your high horse and admit this costs money <laughs> exactly so <laughs> since we are filterless and honest i decided that we would be a little lighthouse in the noise of self-made travel celebrities and we will actually talk about how we pay for our travels and what our adventures actually cost yep. <gasps> but do it we aren't going to be sharing salaries Sorry. Sorry if you were here for that. I guess you can stop listening. Or not. (laughs) Don't. Please don't. Anyway, uh, we decided to not do this for a couple of reasons. 
because we do want to be open and honest, right? So it makes sense that that might be a great place to start. But however, one, this is not our day job. So we need to maintain professional privacy. Two, is that we have traveled and traveled well on a variety of different salaries. And we both feel pretty strongly that it is less about a dollar amount and more about how you manage it. Yeah. Just look at how many millionaire celebrities and sports figures go bankrupt with their millions. And millions. This is more about management than quantity. Yes. But have no fear. We are going to be sharing numbers here. So... You know, uh, we're going to be talking about our yearly travel budget as well as actual rundowns of certain trips we have taken and even one that we are about to take. So we are going to talk about how we save and what strategies we implement to be able to make these travels possible. And by strategies, it's pretty much a fancy word for we live below our means. Okay, spoiler alert, dude. Shh. Put the lid <laughs> on it. It's for later. So let's start out saying that this is something that has worked for us. Right. Yeah. We what we're not, about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. we don't we don't yeah. put this lifestyle expectation on other people. No, no. And we aren't judging anyone who has made financial choices that are different from ours. And we do expect some reciprocity here. It's a good word. These are choices that work for our specific lifestyle and family size, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Et cetera. People don't talk enough about money, mm-hmm. you know, and so we want to just rip the bandaid off and say, yeah, travel costs money. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. 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 Hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. All right. So here's how we manage it. Here's how we manage it. So this conversation seems to be incredibly important since family travel is being more and more normalized on social media in particular. Yeah. Because these lifestyles and images just, you know, just show one very small side of a very expensive coin. Very expensive coin. And most people brush off questions about finances with a comment about giving your dreams or or living your dreams or annoying yes. comment about how travel isn't expensive as people said. Not as expensive. <laughs> Live your dreams. It's not that expensive. <laughs> yes, it is. So since we're on social media and we talk about our travels on social media, we feel a touch of responsibility to be upfront and realistic about what this stuff actually costs. Yeah. And I think an important distinction to make here is that we don't travel so we can post about it on the internet. No. Ew. We've traveled before. There was even social media and took Mm -hmm. the kids with us way before any of those snotty family travel blogs did either. Yep. We absolutely did. And we're not saying this to be smug. We say this to just frame our standpoint as, hey, we're coming from a pretty pure place here. We aren't telling anyone to go after their dreams or go into Hawk for that trip to Fiji and hope that the tea collection coupon code is enough to pay for the bungalow. Yeah, we are for traveling. You know, we are for doing it responsibility, responsibly, responsibly, responsibly. There's it is responsibly. (laughs) And we are pro budgeting. And, you know, we're not here to tell anyone anything. Pro-responsible, pro-budgeting. So we're not like negative here. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, anyway, like we said earlier, this is something that works for our specific life and circumstances. Plenty of people are perfectly responsible with other choices. This isn't our uh, like our way is the best or the only way to do it, which is just as bad as the people who are like, it's not as expensive as you say it is. So. It is just a way. It's a way. We aren't expecting anyone to derive any sort of inspiration out of this either. 
I'm sure people are genuinely curious how others manage to travel. So we are just sharing how we do it. Because we filter lists. So going back just a little bit here, uh, the lifestyle that we are about to talk about is pretty much all but second nature to us at this point. Making travel a priority was something that was ingrained in us from day one. I came from a very travel-centric family as well as you, Mm -hmm. and it was only natural when we started our lives together that we wanted to continue exploring the world around us. Right. Even during one of our premarital counseling sessions, we had to discuss finances. It's a great discussion to have. Great idea. Yeah. We took a good look at what we were each bringing to the table in terms of financial health as well as personal and professional goals. Thankfully, we were very compatible in that department as our financial goals were, one, we wanted to travel, two, we wanted to live debt-free, and three, we wanted to retire early. Yep, those were our big three that the we agreed three. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which naturally meant that we would be making some unconventional lifestyle choices to make <laughs> these goals a reality. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> the first one being that we would not have a car payment. Ever. Ever. Of course, if we could avoid it, which we've managed to do. We have 15 years later. And it's worth noting that this was very unconventional for 2005. This was before the big market crash and the credit crunch. And so everyone was cash money millionaires when it came to financing very flashy cars above their pay grade. Yeah, exactly. Especially in Southern California. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So we were considered Big time weirdos for driving our little ancient car that we paid cash for off of Craigslist. Yep. People laughed at us, made fun of us, made assumptions about our lives because of this decision Mm. we very consciously made. It still boggles my mind that people felt like it was their right to do that. Yep. Like, hello, California. Yeah. You get sized up pretty Mm -hmm. quickly based on your things. Yeah. Which is why I hated living there. (laughs) Yeah. I had to get used to driving in the slow lane. Yeah. (laughs) So by refusing to have a car payment, we saved our monthly budget of roughly $300 for travel, which obviously comes out to $3,600 a year and $7,200 a year if we were to have two cars and would have had two hypothetical car payments. And this is also now not counting interest and insurance, which would just complicate things here. So just for the sake of simplicity, we are looking at just the bare bones monthly cost. Right. So... According to an article published by Forbes Online, the average car payment here in the United States is over $500 per month for one car. Wow. That is absolutely crazy. Crazy, especially considering that most people have two cars. Yeah, that's nuts. Mm -hmm. So not having a car payment is more mainstream these days. Yeah. But we were considered poor weirdos for having an old car for a long, long time. Yeah, we really were. And I'm glad to see that things have changed. I really am. And I think that articles like the one in Forbes, as well as the Titans of the Fire Movement. Yep, which by the way stands for Financial Independence Retire Early, if you're curious. Yeah. Um, Mr. Money Mustache in particular has really normalized the idea of don't go into debt for a car, which we have been very appreciative of to have yep. a little outside validation. Mm-hmm. So we were doing this before it was cool. Way before it was cool. Traveling and owning our cars outright. I remember when we were going to apply for a home loan and the guy was like, so what's your car payment? (laughs) And we were like, uh, zero. Zero. And he looked at us and thought we were nuts. Yeah. He's like, no, really? Like, what's your car? We're like, we don't know. We don't have a car payment. So you didn't know what you're getting into when we walked in, huh? Exactly. (laughs) 
so when we were younger, the decision to not have a car payment was a no-brainer. We were just starting out and we wanted to travel, pay off student loans. So strapping ourselves down with a massive car payment seemed like a massive buzzkill. And it was literally just for looks. Like there was no other purpose for us having a new car. Well, you got to, you know, count the new car smell. Yeah. You know, which seemed like a decently shallow reason though. Yeah. Well, and nowadays you can buy the little car air fresheners that they say it's new car smell. I haven't so, tried that. Probably smells like laundry detergent. I just got used to the old car smell. Like they, yeah, I know. It's like whatever, whatever. It smells like, like beach sand and like old bananas, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, whatever so, the kids had the day before. Whatever. So, <laughs> I feel like the old Dave Ramsey adage of if you had the money in cash, would you spend it on that thing you are about to finance really rings true here. So, when we were younger, we had this, you know, the idea of like, okay, we have five grand in cash. We could own a car outright and go to Europe with what we save, or we could put this five grand down and finance a $20,000 car and then be enslaved to this car payment for the next 60 some odd months or however long they are. Plus interest. Plus interest. And the higher insurance you have to carry. All of that. So for us, yeah, anyways, yeah, it for, can go on and on. For, oh man. So the answer <laughs> was pretty clear for us. And we just never changed our mindset about that as we got older though. No. So, and we don't have any reason to change it now. No, we don't want to. It was just a built in saving system. It still is. So yeah. we, we buy reliable, no frills cars secondhand for several thousand dollars, maintain them, take care of them. And we're happy. We really are. I like how the minimalists and Marie Kondo both talk about having things that have value to you or spark joy. And I feel like for us, a new car did not spark nearly as much joy as going to Hawaii. Yeah, sure. It's a little funny rolling up to the hotel hotel valet in our dented CRV, <laughs> you know, with kid handprints on the door. Yeah, which we've done like yep. multiple times. Totally. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we just don't care enough to put our retirement and travel goals aside so we can toss our keys to the valet with reckless abandon. I still think you do. You're like, hey, got the mileage right up here. Yeah. <laughs> no joy rides. Yeah. No joy rides, <laughs> no, no, man. No, no, no. And, and you know what? We know how many goldfish are in the cup holders, so you don't right. sneak goldfish. No, yeah. Don't no, try no. to do donuts in the parking lot. Mm. I know it can't. I mean, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Okay, so just for some numbers over the last 15 years, we have saved almost $70,000 by not having a car payment. Yeah, and if you're wondering how we pay for our travels, that is how. There it is. We drive old cars. We put the extra money into savings account every month, and then we fish it out when we're ready for an adventure. Yep, and again, this is something that just straight up doesn't matter to us. Same thing goes for clothing and dinners out. Sushi is nice. It is nice. Sushi is great, even. But at the end of the day, at 9 p.m., it doesn't spark any more joy than a bowl of cereal. I kind of want one right now. I know. That sounds delicious. <laughs> it sounds so good right now. When we shop for household items, though, it, you know, or clothing, our strategy has always been what is going to last us the longest amount of time and what is the least amount of money we can spend on it. Yeah. And then we use or wear that thing until it is literally falling apart. We don't keep up with the fashions or trends. We don't want to. We like what we like. And that is a well-dressed passport. Yep, exactly. And I also wanted to add that while our quote unquote no car payment living is how we save for the bulk of our travels, it doesn't really cover all of it. True, which is where our motto of having a low overhead 
lifestyle comes into play. Or an LOL. (laughs) (laughs) An Mm -hmm. LOL lifestyle. LOL. There you go. Overhead lifestyle. There it is. Right. So you can get happy joy Mm -hmm. with LOL lifestyle. Hey. Yeah. That works. Maybe we should be fire bloggers. (laughs) There's plenty of those. I don't need any more. Anyway, these homes that we also buy are less than what our loan is approved for. We our goal is to have the lowest mortgage possible. So no, we don't have granite countertops or pretty cabinets or right. We have seven different types of floors in our current house right now. So mm-hmm. and we've had the same nice flat screen television that we've had for the last nine years. Yep. And the one before that was a nineteen inch tube TV we got for free from a colleague. <sighs> that was such a good TV. Had that thing for years. It was such a good television. Mm-hmm. I still miss it. <laughs> I do. I think about it every day. So that idea of saying yes to something now means saying no to something later really is applicable. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Saying no to the current in-season designer jeans means saying yes to early retirement and travel. So how much are jeans these days? I don't know. I'm thinking like multiple pairs for the whole family over time. Gotcha. Like adds up. I can imagine. Yeah, probably does. So we've so we've had that mentality for many many years so at this point it feels like second nature to us it does and the idea that mr money mustache talks about millionaires being made ten dollars at a time is a great way that we also check ourselves when we're about to say like oh it's only 10 bucks like Mm -hmm. or 100 or 100 it all adds up over time we buy most of our stuff off craigslist like lawnmowers Washing machines, dryers. That reminds me, I want a cheap Craigslist washing machine. I know. I know. This fancy thing that came with our house does not, not, I repeat, (laughs) add value or spark joy. But it came with the house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we've had these washer and dryers Mm -hmm. at our old house before that were $50 each on Craigslist. And they were amazing. The best. They hardly ever broke. And when Mm -hmm. they did, it was easy repairs, you know. $5 $5 part off Amazon. And we got loads of laundry done in 20 minutes. Oh man, I could crank through. I was like never, ever behind on laundry until we moved here. And and now we have these fancy front loaders that are like temperamental sports cars. And you're locked into the, it holds your clothes hostage for 45 minutes. No matter what, you, it, you're just done. That's what you have to. And now I know, I understand the internet memes about being behind on laundry. I get it now. I See? do. See? I didn't get it. We're just conditioned now to like stuff from Craigslist. We are. It See, it works out beautifully. You're not behind on laundry and you get to travel. So all these choices over the years have added up to us being able to take some pretty fun trips as a family on a mostly regular basis. Right. And it isn't ironclad either. You know, no. there, there have been some years where we don't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, and like repeat years, like it'll be a year and then another year. Yeah. You know, things like surgery major house projects, relocations, and babies mean that we stay put. And that is fine. It's fine. We aren't defined by how much we get on an airplane. It's just something we enjoy. Yeah. We view our kind of our travel as a hobby slash lifestyle choice. And we have made some longstanding choices to sustain it. But again, like it's not like if I'm not like drinking a Fanta in, you know, Belize, I'm going to die. Like, (laughs) no, it's like if we get to it, we get to it, you know. Exactly. If it all comes out and works out, we'll do it. It'll be great. But it's not like, travel's my life. I'm only happy when I'm on a plane. Like, no, no. 
That's fine. Moving on. Yeah, I'm sorry. So now that we've told everyone how we more or less save for travel, let's talk about what some of our trips actually cost. Okay. And that'd be good. Okay. So in honor of our last episode, should we do Disneyland first? I think that's a great idea. Okay. So for a family of four people, so two adults and two kids to visit Disneyland for three days, it was a little over $2,100. Right. And this is including transportation, tickets, lodging, max pass, and parking for someone who doesn't live in Southern California. Right. We are far away people. And if you're curious about the Max Pass, go back to our Disneyland episode and we will oh, explain yes. that there. So, And this does not include food. No, no, it does not. I did track our food expenses. If you are curious, you can check that out on the blog. I think it's called like the Disney Expense and Experience Recap. I think that's what I called it. And I do lay out what we spent on food. Um, so if you're curious, but for simplicity's sake, we're just going to go with just the nuts and bolts of the trip, transportation, ticket costs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this could have been a lot more expensive because we, you know, we use points to pay for the flights. Yeah, that was back in the glory days of our little nest egg of mm-hmm. points. So if you didn't have the points, you could probably tack on another 800-ish dollars if you didn't have it. Right. You know. So flirting close to $3,000 for this kind of trip. But since we were still enjoying our sign-up bonus, like you said, from our credit cards, cash cow, we had that little kickback. Exactly. And this was just for three days for four people. Mm-hmm. So bear Ooh. that in mind. Disney is expensive. No kidding. How about our next big trip we took this year to uh, to Greece? Yes. So Greece for 10 days for a family of four costs us a little over $4,500. And this, again, was including airfare, ferry tickets, rental car, and lodging. Yes. So airfare was about $3,200. And this is, by the way, um, this is including our flight from Seattle to London. And then we stayed in London with my parents for a couple days. And then we took a separate flight from London to Athens and then round-tripped that back to London and then London to home. So that airfare is a little bit higher than I would say like normal for us would be because we had two kind of big flights in mm-hmm. there. So just wanted to explain that. And then the lodging was a little over $800 for the 10 days. So just for the, just for perspective, those two trips to Disneyland and Greece last year or 2019 cost us a total of $6,600 and a year of making two car payments would be $7,200. So gotcha. So there's a little money left over for a fun little jaunt to California. Exactly. So it is important to note, though, that we hustle for bargains when we travel. With the notable exception of Disneyland. It's very hard to find bargains. We did try. We, mm-hmm. It was a valiant effort. <laughs> amounted to absolutely nothing. Soggy PBJ. That's what it amounted to. <laughs> we tried. So we do travel in the off season. And you can even make the argument that we are able to pay for our flights to Disneyland with points because we went in February. Yeah. It might not have been um, able to get as much bang for our Bitcoin. Bang for our Bitcoin. (laughs) If we had gone in July. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And and I think you need to kind of keep that in the back of your mind. We could have done Greece for a lot less, like I said, but we opted to not fly the basic economy. So... We could have a little more freedom to, you know, check bags and pick our seats like normal people. Right. Exactly. 
And that trip was taken at the end of April slash beginning of May. I think it's called the shoulder season. That is the weirdest name ever. Totally. Like, where did it come from? (laughs) Like, Maybe people are warming up, so they want to, like, show their shoulders. I don't know. That's your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Time to bust out the old tank tops before the tourists get here. Right. Like, work on the biceps before the tourists get here. (laughs) Shoulder day, guys. It's shoulder season. 1001. 1002. Anyway, I think it means not quite off season, but not quite peak season. Right. Whatever. Still doesn't make sense. So, okay. So, if anyone knows the origins behind shoulder season, (laughs) please send us a message over at clusterfusstravel.com. Yeah, please do, because we are clearly very, very confused by it. Our upcoming trip to Israel is shaping up to be decently expensive. Oh, yeah. The full numbers haven't come in yet, but we are tracking to be somewhere around $6,000 for that. Yeah. (laughs) And so far, that's only paying for three tickets. Mm Mm-hmm. Because uh, my work is going to buy my airfare because there's an event there I need to be at. So airfare for me and the kids is three three people, adult and two kids, is just under $3,800. Full disclosure, I could have done it for slightly less. I think I could have made it $3,200. But I upgraded our seats because I will be flying alone uh, with the kids and I just wanted a little extra TLC from the staff so I'm not like a complete frazzled nutcase by the time I get to immigration that's totally understandable yeah and so. lodging is a big one too mm-hmm. coming in at $2,300 for <laughs> the two weeks that we are there yeah yikes so we are going to be finding all the free things to do <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. so stay tuned we will give a final tally on what this trip costs us uh, these are just the numbers we have so far today Yeah, and it is worth mentioning that we carry our lifestyle with us when we travel. Yeah, we don't let loose with spa treatments and five-star resorts and dinners out when we vacation. No, I mean, we are visit the free museum, the free historical sites, the free parks and beaches, eat bread and cheese and apples, grab a bottle of wine at the local grocery store and drink at our Airbnb. And let me assure you that we are having the time of our lives. Like, don't feel sorry for us. This is sparking so much joy. Yep. We try to blend in and do what the locals do. Right. You know, we don't try to do those expensive tourist things. Right. Most of the time. I mean, and like who wants to get, oh, I got a facial in Athens. Really? You could get a facial literally anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere. Any old strip mall in the suburbs of wherever you're living, you can get a facial. You can do a facial at home. Right. Why? Why are you using your special faraway time to sit there and have a stranger like touch your face. It's whatever, whatever, fine. If it's Sparks Joy, do it. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I kind of am, but I'm not. Anyway. Right. Although, speaking of splurging, we, we did splurge in Greece. Yeah. So we, we, we chartered a yacht to take us around the Cyclades. Okay. I will let me also be very clear that this was not included in our spending total that we listed above. But yes. This was our big splurge. And let's also note that in 15 years of travel, we splurged once in May, sailing around the Aegean. (laughs) It was wonderful. Yep. But that was that has literally been the only splurge. Yep. And Greece had been a long time goal of ours and we wanted to do something special. Yes. Otherwise, we never would have done something like that. And I'll also say there was no spa treatments on the yacht. Nope. So. Anyway, we are champions for having fun for free or not much money. And it also makes for better stories as well. Oh, man. Which is why we're sharing them here. Exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, no one really cares about our sailing trip in Greece, but no. people do want to hear the story of swimming to an offshore island in Hawaii. This is true. It is a harrowing tale that mostly exposes our inability to read a tide chart. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is we didn't know how to read a tide we chart. We didn't know. No, we got hosed. But this was before we moved to the Pacific Northwest. Obviously, obviously, and now we definitely know how to read a tide chart. We're these poor landlocked Arizonans. We're like, oh, what is this approximate? I have a no what idea. Chart? A what chart? <laughs> what time? What time is this? Anyway, uh, we'll be the first to tell you that travel costs money. We will also be the first to tell you that it doesn't have to be outrageously expensive either. Yeah, we we can't tell you how those other people out there are paying for their travels. Yeah. You know, but this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And a word about some of those people, please, please don't compare yourself to what you see on the Internet or social media. So much of it is fake. Honestly, people go into massive amounts of debt and PP away tons of money to chase a certain image. And it is not reality. Yeah. Unless you are the heir to the Onassis fortune Paula Pants saying of you can afford anything, but not everything needs to be a family travel hashtag. <gasps> it totally, totally. does. <laughs> it really does. Man. Yeah, that would be great. I wonder if Paula Pant would get mad at us if we did that. Whatever. Anyway, travel costs money. And we're here to say that you can have a nice home life, save for retirement and travel and even post about it on social media and blog about it all while being responsible. We're saying this is how we do it. Yep. We really hope this helps. I know we dunked pretty hard on car payments and hey, if that new car and value brings joy to you, far be it from us to poop on that. Mm -hmm. Paying cash for simple cars is just something that worked out really well for us. Yes. And we aren't driving our Pontiac vibe at you, even though I know you're jealous. Yeah, we can, we can tell. Mm -hmm. Little (laughs) dents and, Scratches. It's pretty scratched. And little, <laughs> little faded parts where you kind of the seat, you know, gotten in and out of the seat. You know, it's it's real classy. Yeah, these are just small decisions we've made, and it's added up in some cool ways for us. Totally, and that's all it is. So, if you have any thoughts on how you save for travel, shoot us a message. We are currently compiling a list of subjects to talk about on a special other side of the mic episode, which we will address the frequently asked questions, hilarious stories, discussions, and more. So please click download, like, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. It really does tell the internet that you like our stuff. Especially because we don't rely on SEO when we create this content. We very much depend on our listeners and readers to help boost our visibility. So thank you. Truly, thank you for your continued support. Yep, and check out our website at clusterfusstravel.com for the merch, podcasts, and blog, as well as the social media links. And we are officially back from our holiday hiatus, so thank you yep. for being patient with us. And we are returning to our regularly scheduled program uh, programming of every other Monday. Every other Monday. And even though Dave Ramsey wants to lease that 2019 Jaguar XJ. Whenever he hears us say it, this is the Clustercast, a filterless podcast on family travel. So long, everyone. Bye.